You're listening to Soulmates in Business, the podcast that helps purpose-driven couples to grow a successful business and thrive in their relationship. Join the community at soulmatesinbusiness.com. Now, please welcome your hosts, long-time married entrepreneurs, Sarah and Scott Butler. Welcome to the Soulmates in Business podcast. I'm Sarah and here's Scott. Hi. Yeah, we've been out of action for about six weeks. Um, as we record this, we at home and um, we're in stage three lockdown here in Victoria, Australia. So today's conversation is an interruption of our six C's that make power couples because we thought, you know, well, let's talk about this other big C that's going on at the moment, coronavirus, COVID-19, and how that's really just turned everything upside down for everyone. And as we're recording this, we're at home, our kids are at home, there's some dude chopping a tree down next door. So as we record, you'll probably start hearing noises and we'll try and cut out what we can, but that's okay. Yeah, so anyway, here we are. We're recording on the 3rd of May and um, we've been in lockdown officially since the 22nd of March and it's been uh, a very, it's gone very quickly, but it's such a bizarre time, hasn't it? Yeah, now I felt like the first couple of weeks went very slowly and then the last sort of couple of weeks, I think as we're getting into the routine and the rhythm and almost like the predictability of this, it's just like flying by. Well, so you I still think, think things are predictable? Well, they have been because we're just doing the same thing every day. But like at the start, just nobody knew what was going on and... Um, for us, for our business, our home delivery business, which is everybody wants now, was just like going completely ballistic. And we had no idea um, how, first of all, we just like didn't know what to do to service all these new customers. But also we didn't know if whether our government was going to do a complete lockdown and didn't know what that meant. Didn't know if I was going to get coronavirus and our mm. business was going to go. Yeah, there was lots and of... So there was just yeah. a lot of stress. So now it feels that everything's a bit more predictable. Mm. You know, everyone's now in hope that the lockdown's going to ease. But at the same time, they know what their daily routine's going to be like. They know that the coronavirus, like well in Australia anyway, is, hasn't been as bad as... It saying. was initially made out and so... Being pretty lucky being here, I, I must admit. I mean, it's hard to watch what's going on in the world. I th I think uh, as we work through this conversation, like we need to be... I want to be really mindful that people listening might have had their business closed down and or has slowed down dramatically and you're in a in a really hard place and, and we by all means don't want to be here bragging about how well it's been for us and how we're maximizing on a really shitty time. Um, I, I think it's there's a heaps that we can talk about today that we want to share and be open about how things have been and hopefully, you know, really just have a conversation that help is helpful for anyone wherever you're at. Yeah, so around that time, I think the week before, around the 15th of March, that was when the panic buying hit and we'd already started to see it happening in the shops anyway with all the toilet paper running out and we're all laughing, going, what the heck is going on with people? Like, come on, let's just calm down. And then over that weekend, we were watching our website orders click in and we were just going, oh my goodness, this is absolutely crazy. We have never seen anything like this before. And to the point where we we're like, okay, we actually need to shut down 
the orders because we knew that we had a good over 100 so customers on a subscription order that we also needed to service and honour their order and we weren't sure how produce supply was going to be and there was, like Scott said, so much uncertainty. And so when we closed that website down um, and capped the orders, we had to then just completely dramatically change a lot of things. And so we're just going to talk about what's happened over the last six weeks and what we've had to do. It's been a really bizarre, surreal, uncertain, slightly terrifying at times time really just to see the world unravel literally everywhere. No one is immune to what's been going on and um, you can't watch from afar and go, oh, we're, we're fine over here when everyone's been affected and just to see everything unravel in such a short period of time was just really unsettling and you sort of face with your, your fears a lot in those times and I guess we're still battling with them some days. So, Scott, let's just talk about some of the things we had to do to get the business to accommodate the demand and what that required on a practical sort of mental, physical level. For me, like, it's like this, what's happened during this time has been like what I've always wanted, like in like the growth of the business, not in the circumstances that have happened. And that's first like week or two. For the first week, the when the panic buying started, like Sarah said, we had to stop. Um, taking orders on the website because it was just going crazy and we and I called up the markets and they were just like we're not going to have enough produce for everyone because everyone this isn't just happening to you it's happening to every organic retailer around and so I was just like oh no what we're going to do so went into survival mode really and so even though here it is is like this is what I've wanted to happen at the same time I was just like I don't want this to happen because it's not the right circumstances, which might sound a bit unappreciative, but it was what I was battling inside was um, like, how do I operate out of this fear? Um, and I couldn't really. And so it was just been, I was just in survival mode and um, and it obviously it took Sarah to like snap me out of it. And, you know, one thing is that we are extremely grateful for where we are, where we live you know, so much, not just the business, but we have, we live where we live, the country that we live in, the roof over our head. It just put everything into perspective. Like it narrowed everything down to what's right in front of us and what can we be grateful for. And I think what you're trying to, what you're coming out of, which I I found as well really hard, is that we were pushed out of our comfort zone massively. And and it made me realize that while we while we had had a growth mindset sort of way of life, like we're always looking how we can move forward and not be settled for comfortable, we in a way we were very comfortable. And that's what made me realize very quickly when all this happened is, oh, shit, we have just been very comfortable in how we've been living. We had a slow growth mindset. Exactly. So when all of a sudden, literally within 48 hours, your business has increased, you're like, oh, like, you know, I did not want to go to a place of whinging and complaining about it. It's like, oh, well, so what? This hasn't sh- this hasn't happened how we've liked and then maybe this is how it has, is exactly how it was meant to happen. And that is we needed to be pushed literally out of the, nest of comfortability thrown out of the tree and like now what do we need to do to move forward and it forced us 
to innovate, it forced us to act, it forced us to not operate out of fear, but you know, hone in on on what actually the job needed, what needed to be done, and that required getting extra staff in. And so we had a we had the challenge where we had employed a couple of people, new people, and trained them up. And then when lockdown hit that week around the twenty second of March, I got a phone call from both of them that same day to say they wanted to move back interstate to be with their families in lockdown. So that was one challenge of that was finding staff who were really prepared to show up and do the job and and we did have to sort of turn some people away because a lot of staff that wanted jobs were operating very out of that really fearful give me a job desperation and and while I really felt for them and for that I didn't want to get anyone in our team who was going to bring the fear and the doom and gloom because already I could see the vulnerability happening within our staff and we just needed someone who was going to be able to show up and be you know and so we're lucky in that we have been able to to find some extra staff to help and we were also lucky that some old staff who have worked with us previously have jumped back in just to help out so what other things have you had to put in place like for a market and supply the first week of the panic buying the market was very unpredictable we didn't know what we were going to get like it was just felt like we were in survival mode and then and like you mentioned, everyone everyone was just tense. It was just hard to see a way through that. But um, as time went on, we were able to collect ourselves. And I, I felt at that time I was just wanting just to take a day at a time. And I kept saying this to Sarah, we need to take a day at a time, we day at a time. But I realized that was just like a survival thing that wasn't going to just help us move forward. It's a very constricting mindset in a way and we'll talk more about that in it later on but with that it you know you can take a day at a time but you also had to follow your instincts it was very much the instinct survival instinct kicked in and it's like okay well we need to actually do something quite dramatic such as like the biggest worry that we had was the space to accommodate the extra orders and for social distancing within our staff and so um i was up we would sort of tag teaming going up and and there's an office next door to our office that's up for lease and has been up for lease for a long time. So I I just got on the phone to the agent and started negotiating my way through that and managed to secure just their storage space, which was a garage literally next door to ours, um, which helped, you know, for a three-month short lease just to move stock out, to move the pallet racking out, all the boxes and, and the things that just created a lot of... Um, congestion in our work office space has now been moved so that was and and I think when I did that Scott you were a bit like oh don't I don't want to think about that that's just too much and I was still in a survival mode and I was just like but you were so stressed I it was just <laughs> like so stressed. The, the, that first week I just went up to, to Melbourne for the whole week and just was working you didn't sleep 15 much. hour days and I just um, and so it was really good to have Sarah there making decisions. Um, so I just got onto it. And, I didn't actually yeah. ask for. I didn't really ask much for Scott's permission I, about I that because I wasn't being very helpful anyway, no. and I wasn't like forthcoming, I guess, because I was just in this like survival mode. I just got to get through each day, and so it was really helpful to have my soulmate making decisions <laughs> <laughs> on my behalf because I wouldn't have made them. And like then she. 
And then after that, we got the space. It felt a lot better in the office. It felt like, wow, we've got space now. We can, I, I started to feel like I could move forward. And that's when we started. Sarah was just throwing yeah. these, like she was just saying to me, right, you need to start a, a Friday packing day. Like Friday's always been our kind of wind down for the week. And I was like, no, I can't do that. And she forced me into it. And so... The reason we had to force to do that was because we had, when we capped the orders and closed the website down, there was a wait list of over 300 people. And so it took us probably four weeks to get through those 400 people. But to do that, we had to, the only thing in my mind was we need to open up another packing day and a market day. And um, and it's so funny that where we always thought we could never do that or that's not going to work, we're not going to find the staff, we're not going to find anyone to want to do the market because Scott obviously doesn't want to get up at 2.30am again on a Friday to do it. So as soon as we asked our staff, what are they, you know, they were like, all hands up, yep, we can do it. I'll, one of them, our market buyer was like, yep, I'm happy to do another day. And so, you know, creating an extra packing day has meant we've been able to accommodate for the demand and it means that this team are now more spread out and there's less congestion in in the office and also in the cool room, which was like had completely, that was the other problem that made me realize we need to do it is that our cool room just couldn't hold the space, the orders and and the produce. A couple of other things we had to do uh, in this time is obviously is revisiting how we communicate to customers. So uh, revisiting all of our email templates and that just and rewording some things on our website just so that we could uh, start to talk in a language that be really clear on where we stood with coronavirus what our policy was, what our guidelines were, what we were doing for health and safety and all of that in the workplace. For the businesses like ours that were like like the grocery businesses, like panic was out there and you could, um, you know, we're subscribed to a few emails of um, similar businesses and panic was showing through their emails and it's just like we don't want to do this. Even though I was panicking, it's like let's just create um, a safe space for our customers to show that we're here for them and we're doing the best that we can and you know we want to give them the best during this time. It was really interesting to watch how other businesses communicated in this time and there was a real range of a sort of a brushness like a real like we're really busy right now so and then there was a almost like a that panic like their fear and I I remember reading one newsletter and I walked away and felt anxious I was like oh gosh like that was full-on and and I had to watch myself now that's not to say I didn't feel those things when I was communicating in our newsletters and emails and everything social media to our audience there was times where I had to sit on it for a couple of hours and come back and um, get Scott to proofread as well just to make sure that deep down that my anxiety wasn't showing up, that, that we would always show up showing like we were strong and professional and that we've got everything under control. And, you know, even though we were struggling with our own sort of intensity of it all, we were gaining control and we do have control. And one of the big positives, I think, with our business is that we've been doing this now together for 14 years. So a lot of the foundations that we – that a lot of business are now trying to find, like how do I now set up home delivery, for example, we already had a lot of that systems in place. So, and, and since this pandemic, we've had a couple of similar businesses reach out to us and say, 
can you help us? And we're like, for sure, let's tee up a time because we want to be able to help other other businesses in, in organics, especially how do they move from now being a shop to home delivery and we're, we're really happy just to offer that because um, we've got that experience. So, um, so another few things we had to look at doing was yeah, managing the staff, managing customers and, and, and obviously dealing with customers from all different walks of life and the phones were going hot and crazy even a couple of days. I, the phone was diverted to home and it was just ringing nonstop and really listening to people. And what I learned from that was that some people are really vulnerable. Um, some customers that have been with us for years and years and years, I had no idea that they were disabled. Um, we've had customers that are in all these different situations, health-wise and, and whatever, and, and it was really funny. I just felt this new level of compassion come up for people and how we can serve. I think what's come from, from this, which has sort of pushed us out of the comfort zone, is that our business – we're here to serve and it now is a time to serve more than ever and I've just really felt that calling. In a way, it's I, what I've kind of felt over the last few weeks is that with our customers and even with our staff is that there's like this new level of appreciation for what we do um, and they, like some of our customers were just so thankful and it's like, wow, like, and then you just, it kind of, urges you on to just go oh what we're doing is an essential service like it might have not ever felt like that before but now it is and one major plus from this is like our complaints (laughs) just stopped (laughs) but like the the complaints are starting to come back in now um like the just little niggly things that people just stop complaining about you know just like oh you know the end of my zucchini had a bit of mold on it like people just stopped complaining because they had this, I think, a new level of appreciation for what for what matters in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And it isn't like a bit of mould on the end of the zucchini. It's just like, wow, I've got food. I've got fresh food to eat and I'm appreciative of that. And so that's been... It's been good. That's been good to see. And, and in, in everything all over the world, people are coming to appreciate what think about what really does matter in life mm. like there's so many things that for our business on a small level is like oh we could never do that or we could never do this and it's forced us to do it yeah. we've had her had to have a forced us to grow in ourselves as well as in our business but governments as well like in helping the homeless in stopping pollution who is like oh no that couldn't that would never happen it's, it's just too big for us to deal with and it's just all of a sudden people and governments are being able to do this it's just like amazing to see at the start of this year we even before coronavirus had sort of existed well it was existing but not to the level that we're living in now but it was how do we create a really good culture in within our staff and um and Brené Brown talks a lot about vulnerability in teams and the workplace and I've read some of her books and watched watched her work and and I, I can see now that lady was fully onto something and it's so true that when in our most vulnerable moments and that you know in those first few weeks with us trying to 
rise up. In a way, we had to rise up as leaders, as business owners and show up, okay? We need, we couldn't really – and it wasn't showing up all stoic and strong and we've got it all together. It was actually showing up in our vulnerability, which actually made us stronger leaders and it's made our team bond and it's made our team become stronger. And it's that has been a real eye-opener eye for me because as leaders, as business owners, we often need to prove that we've got it all together and – um, you know, we've got to sort of lead the way and make it, and in a way we do, but but in in a place of vulnerability. And I never understood what that really meant until, you know, coronavirus hit and so much change was happening in the vis- business every day and it required us to show up and speak to our team face-to-face and to be moved to tears where we're having these conversations because we're all having our moments where we feel fearful and, and even now it makes me feel a bit vulnerable because to see them cry in front of me and me cry in front of them was like never has happened before in 14 years of business and and it just really moved me to see that how everyone has moved forward together we've held space for each other and you know we've listened so much better and um and listen to their concerns. You know, we can be so, I think as business owners, you have this expectation. You do want people to show up. You want them to be on time. You want them to show up and do their job and do it well. Um, and you do have an expectation sometimes that they do leave things at the door. But with coronavirus, you can't. And we're all living it and breathing it together. So I just noticed that as a team, it's become um, so much more uh, great to work with them and to see them rise up, to see them be grateful for their work and um, and get alongside us. And I think that's just, you know, I now fully understand what Brene Brown is talking about when she's talking about vulnerability in the workplace. And... It's taken coronavirus for me to fully understand that and to to work in changing how our culture is in the workplace. So with everything going on, like, you know, it is absolutely shocking and sad to see sick people dying and dying alone without their loved ones and, and seeing businesses close and, you know, trying to keep up with um, you know, I don't. I'm not, I'm not normally a news watching person. I I tend to sort of zone out a bit, but I've been a lot more onto it, and it's been really interesting. And I'm glad I have because it's helping me make more powerful decisions about how I run my life. And and Scott, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, while this virus has feels like it's taken over the power of humanity, or the government is now putting all these restrictions and and really taking charge in so much. It can make us feel powerless, but it may. I was just thinking recently. Actually, we we are always in control of our own life, our own destiny. So coronavirus has forced us to get out of out of our comfort zone and work through the blockages and being faced a lot with our own internal internal stuff and. Just touching on something for me, I know that with busyness of the kids and, and when they're at school and running around and doing all of that, busyness has always been 
a nice way for me to numb out, I think, from my own internal dialogue, my own self-critic. And so when I have been forced to sit on the couch and realise, well, there's not much else for me to do except maybe just sit here and cuddle the cat, which has been lovely, I am then faced with my inner critic and my own doubts and fears. And it's and it's just been so interesting having a conversation with that inner me because normally when I'm busy and rushing around after kids and everything else, I always find times ways to numb out and not go there. Busyness has always been a massive distraction. And uh, it's actually – and then it made me think, okay, well, what is it that we're working towards now? What's our vision? Where am I being creative? Because I know when I'm creative, I don't feel as blocked and I've, I have felt pretty blocked creativity lately because we haven't actually done this podcast, which I think is a really uh, good outlet for Um, expression of creativity and vision for us but also um, everything has just been a day by day living in the moment so you know Scott you were talking about that before how you know you're just living living each day and in a way that's very zen isn't it just sort of taking a day as it comes and just sort of being in the moment and everything and but I realize and you realize too we talked about this we need a vision don't we yeah, I think the biggest realization I've had was like I've had vision to keep me going in the past and even like I my little daily of what I want to achieve each day and that's um that's kind of keeps me going through the day but what I've found in all of this is that what we've ex- the growth that we have experienced over the past 6 weeks if um you'd told me 6 months ago whatever your business is going to grow by this much. It's like, oh yeah, that's just awesome. But it's like, we've got to this point, our business is growing and um, we're hopefully we can kind of keep keep that going. But what um, like what you were saying, you, I think, Sarah, your busyness is at the home, in the home and my busyness is in the business. And really, I've been busy, busy, busy in the business. You know, I've just seen like a slow growth over the years, which is great. But now I've seen this massive growth and it's not, it feels like it's not not my doing. It's just from a set of circumstances that have happened. Of Our business has just been in the right place at the right time, which is awesome. But it's made me question like, what's the point? <laughs> like, what, like, it's like so good to have this, but really like there's got to be something more. And my, my vision has always been to grow my business, but because it's grown so much, it's like it's made me look beyond that because it's like, well, what is like, what is the greater purpose of our lives? Mm. And it's really made us think about that. Mm. And for a little while, I was like, our business is going gangbusters, but I'm feeling a bit depressed by it because I realized that maybe I was part of my vision was like just in the wrong spot. I don't know. It's something we're just really looking at. Like we've had done our vision boards in the past and our vision statements. And um, and you kind of forget about those, don't you? You kind of just go, oh, because you just get into the day-to-day life. But it's now, now we've got all this growth. It's like, well, it feels a bit meaningless if there's not some bigger purpose. But it comes back to the heart thing. You wonder if people feel like this you know, when they look for money for happiness, for example, and then you win the lotto and you still feel the same. It's like 
nothing in changes internally and and the realization of that is scary because you know we know that there's so much poverty and 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 loss going on right now and you feel guilty for feeling that and I think it's narrowed it down to well how do we it's finding that balance of well we have to question how we used to do life there's a line in the sand where we did life like this and now we, we're doing it like this and we realize lots of things that we were doing wasn't working and so how can we move forward with purpose and have have a vision but not operate from a place of striving which we have done because when you're striving internally to reach a certain amount of sales or orders like you had been Scott and we had been you do finally go to a place where you just feel depleted because you've been trying to really do it on your own strength so the fact that we have just happens to be at the right place at the right time with our business and we're lucky that we have the 14 years behind us to be able to have a, have the strong foundations to move through this time. It is, well, what is, what is the vision um, for the business now and what is the vision for us personally? And um, we don't, we realize now, I mean, not that I don't think we've ever been overly materialistic anyway, but it's, you know, the world is overly materialistic. There's certain areas in our life where perhaps we were, we don't need that stuff. How do we operate a bit more zen out, like zen, peaceful, content, grateful for the day, grateful for the moment, but still move forward with that that future vision? And I, I kind of call it that dance between, and I might have, I don't know if I've said it before, I've written it in a journal before. It's like that present gratitude and future longing. If we can always, if we can find that balance of being really grateful for now, present to now, but still longing for something. And I think as a human, the human heart, the human soul, spirit is always longing in a way because we are created to do different things. We're all gifted in different ways. And it's just been really interesting having conversations lately where we've actually started to say, oh, what would it look like? If, because we started asking the questions to sort of work through this and one of the questions I was asking Scott was sort of grilling him on, okay, what's your biggest fear? What's your biggest fear right now? Um, what's your dream job? Where do you want to be in the future? Who do you want to be with? You know, they're the type of questions we actually talked about in an episode 11, I think it was called, creation, yep, creation of Vision. We talked a lot about that. So it's probably a good episode to revisit. But when you talk about your fears openly, like what what is the biggest fear right now? And it could be, well, our business still potentially could have the risk of closing down if any of us get coronavirus, any of our staff get sick. Um, so there is that fear of, of closure um, and what that would look like. And we've talked about this before in a 10-year mark. We had a real low time and and we thought we were going to close the doors on the business. And I remember saying to Scott, well, look, so what? If we close the doors... We will re- we'll rebuild, we'll reinvent something and hundreds of entrepreneurs and successful entrepreneurs have done that before us where they have lost everything and reinvented themselves and started again. And t- I guess to be having this conversation again now in a time where it's like, oh, this is actually risky and highly possible that 
we could have to close the doors on our business. And to be faced with losing everything is really hard. It's just so vulnerable. But to be able to then go, okay, well, we're in control of our lives. You know, we are not governed by what the Prime Minister says or what this coronavirus is doing. We can still move towards leading our life and what is what it, what is our vision again for me like with the business um and I do different things in it than Scott does a lot of the operational stuff um in the business for me I felt what I felt when I first started the business was that we can make a difference in people's lives by delivering them organic fruit and veg and that that serving of others is something that as entrepreneurs it's really it's an element that you need to have, that you're you're also serving others. You're not just there to um, reap all the benefits of being an entrepreneur, but it is a, an, an element of serving your community. And I have felt that so much more during coronavirus, and I think that's actually helped inspired us to move forward. Yeah, it's what we offer has an immense value. Thinking all of this pandemic is what is coming out of it, whether your business is going gangbusters or whether your business has completely had to shut down, is that when we're looking at our lives and our vision and our purpose, it's like whether, like if you're going, if your business is going great, it's still like, well, what's my purpose in all this now? My business is going great. And if your business has had to stop, it's the same, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's like make use of this time right now to really consolidate what you want from your life, what is the purpose from your life and how you're going to move forward. Um, what do you really want? And it's um, and we've talked about it in previous episodes of our compelling why. Why, why do you want this? Mm. Why do you want this? And keep drilling down and really go, okay, now my business is stopped. What is it that I really what is my purpose in my life and why is that? And this is the same on the other side as well. So I bumped into some friends and had a sort of social distancing chat as we bumped into them at the beach. And a couple of friends' examples is one lady in a travel agent business who I just met and um, she had to close the doors. And and she said, I actually, I don't want to go back. She doesn't. She says, "I really feel now this is opportunity for me to start again with something new." And obviously, she was in a good position to be able to do that. I understand not everyone is, but I think we we still hold power to that vision. No one can take that from us, and um, we can, you know, entrepreneurs like I said before have built again from the rubble and rebuilt their lives. And another friend who lost her job in area of immigration I think it was has now decided to go off and and retrain in something else that she's wanted to do and it really is a whole course correct for people and getting back on track Um, but I understand also that it's completely shaky and wobbly and and scary and uncertain for those that might not be in a position to to do that as easily than others so we'd love, yeah, love to hear from you and where you're at. And um, we have our email, hello at soulmatesinbusiness.com. Yeah, we'd love to, what's been going on for you, that would just be awesome to, to hear hear your stories. I was just going to touch on some of the things that have been saving us in isolation. So um, 
I've been enjoying beach walks. So our beach, our local beach is open. So we, we drag the kids out. We don't actually have to drag them out anymore. We just say it's beach walk time and everyone's up and ready and out the door. That's been a, such a great thing. I've, while the kids have been home and, and all three of them are in different schools and doing different programs, schooling from home has had a challenge, has been a challenge, but I made the commitment to not get fully stressed about it and trust that they're learning what they need to learn. I can I can help facilitate, but um, they are learning so much more. I've seen them just engage more in in life. I've They help around the house more. They've helped cook more. They've just been doing a lot more in the home, which I think as a life lesson is so much more valuable. And the things that has really helped me is I've ramped up some meditation time so I have set an alarm well I'll make sure that around lunchtime I'll stop and and drag myself away to do that um, cooking has been a, I found my love and joy for cooking again and um, the cat we have to if you haven't seen Instagram our our cat Monty has been such a blessing to our family we love Monty he's kept everyone happy and um, one of our favorite shows is being the Mandalorian. So if you haven't got Disney Plus, um, get Mandalorian and watch it. Best Star Wars ever, in my opinion. <laughs> what are you enjoying in lockdown? I've been drinking lots of different beers. <laughs> <laughs> Try lots of different local brews. So we'll yeah. touch base again and find some time to either carry on with our six C's that make power couples because I think it's still all relevant content for... For we, now, we just need to get back into the the routine now of this podcast. I think uh, in the last few weeks, even though there's been not much time to sit down and talk um, for the podcast, it's we've realised that this is something that's really important to us and to our future. So we really want to get back into into the routine again. Get back into finishing off the CCs. It's part Sixes. of the vision. This is yeah. a, when we talked about the vision. Soulmates in business is part of our vision to support other couples in business and um, move forward with that and try and fit it in around our current business, which I think now we can now that we've... We've got our routine back routine. into our business so we can fit it, slot it in and it's going to, yeah, you'll hear, be hearing a lot more from us now. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> that will good. All right. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Bye.